What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Sons of Thunder podcast. My name is Riley Piper, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jacob Gamez. Uh, we are really excited to be here today. Um, episode one is uh, finally here, man. We're going to be talking about life as a Christian. Jacob, how are you feeling about this, man? <laughs> man, I'm I'm excited. Honestly, man, I've been looking forward to you know just this podcast, man, just having it just be set on your glorifying God, man. So I'm, I'm really, really excited to do this and be able to share it with people, man. So... It's good to just do this with you, man. Yeah, man. This has been uh, a long time coming. We uh, we talked about this what like three, <laughs> four months ago. Yeah, we definitely did. It's been a while. <laughs> um, and and uh, you know, at the beginning it was just words, but now we uh, we finally made it happen, it. man. No, we are actually doing it. I mean, look at this backdrop. <laughs> we're we're actually here in our church right now. Uh, in the auditorium. In it's the pretty, auditorium. It's we're on the cool. stage here. We got a pretty good backdrop, man. Honestly. So. Yeah, like I said, uh, episode one, we're doing life as a Christian. Um, we're gonna we're gonna share a little bit of our testimony today, uh, just so you guys can get to know us better. And then we're gonna kind of get into some questions, and it's gonna be great, man. So Jacob, yeah. uh, you want to go first, man? Let them know what what's your uh, walk with God been like? Oh man, you know, yeah, man. About probably, dang, you know, it's been it's twenty twenty four, so it's been three years. Yeah, man. So you know, three years ago. You know, I lost my mom due to COVID and just, you know, it definitely hit a nerve in my life. It hit, it struck, it was a very low moment in my life for sure. And I just didn't have no joy anymore. You know, I kind of lost it and I was definitely angry at God. You know, there was just a time where um, I was just not yelling insults, but just like, come on God, like why her? Mm -hmm. You know, so it was just a very low moment in my life. You know, I got more into like drinking and, you know, started smoking even more and just, you know, just being impure, and it just, it kind of sucked, because after doing all that, you know, you just don't feel that joy or that sense of peace in your heart, in your life. I felt like I needed, like, I wanted something to really feel, like, make me feel complete. So, I, mean, I definitely, like, you know, I, I reached out to a friend and everything, and I ended up coming to church, and man, that's the first day of being at church. I remember the lesson that our pastor said, you know, he said, it, even if it could be so simple, but he said, you know, everything's going to be all right. I feel like that was just something I needed to hear. And after service, man, all these people just started coming up to me and just started hugging me without even knowing me, man. It just showed me, like, the love of God, you know. And that was something that really struck me for sure, man, you know. You know, there's so much about my life. Well, obviously, that's for another day, you know. But uh, I think after that, you know, I started doing these studies, man. Like, I knew about the Bible, but but when we got into those studies, I was like, bro, this is this is different. You know, what Jesus really did for, for our lives, like what he did for us on that cross, you know, just to give us a chance to even follow him. You know, that really, that really got to me, man. So, you know, that's just pretty much the brief, like, of my testimony, honestly, man. Um, you know, at some point, maybe we can go a little deeper in it, both of our testimonies. Oh, but yeah. Definitely, man. What about you, though? How was, how was your walk with God? Man, uh, similarly to you, had a lot of trauma early on in life, uh, parents got divorced when I was around 11 years old, 10, 11 years old. And, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't too rough on me. It was just a confusing time. Um, but I think the, the hardest thing, um, was my mom's boyfriend after my parents got divorced. I mean, there was a lot of abuse, um, both mental and physical. Um, it was just, it was a really scary time for me. And I was yeah. so young, I was 12 years old, you know, protecting my mom from a grown man. So it was rough. I mean, it, it put a lot of stress on me. Um, I started struggling in school. I mean, really, football was the only outlet for me. I mean, you know, I was, 
using football as a as a vessel to kind of take out my anger on on everything and you know I was just a really angry kid uh, after everything and um also lost a, a couple close people to me you know my grandpa he was a big part of my life um and I lost him my freshman year of high school um and that was still in the middle of everything with my mom going on the all the abuse and so it was yeah. just you know you know piling on top of everything that was already going on and then uh, you know fast forwarding uh past you know my mom's boyfriend eventually they separated and, but the damage was already done you know and then my mom got into drugs and everything and you know it really killed me because you know my whole life I spent kind of protecting her and then to me I was like dang you know my mom's you know kind of giving up mm-hmm. but um you know luckily I was able to kind of try and I guess uh be there for her in in ways that I never thought I could be um and you know she's she's still fighting all the time but it just really affected me in that moment uh having to see her like that and then I also lost my grandma right after that, you know, which was really hard on my mom, and it, and it made her um, struggle even more than she was before because, uh, you know, her mom was very important to her, and my, my grandma was important to me as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I mean, the, all that trauma just kind of built up. And then fast-forwarding, uh, I uh, I was getting ready to leave for college, and, you know, my, my brother was a big uh, part of, you know, my introduction to God. And uh, he kind of introduced me to the Bible and and what it's all about and everything. And and he was going on mission trips and whatnot. He's a he's a really awesome guy. And then uh, moving here, I moved to Antelope Valley for for college football. And um, my fiance at the time, she uh, was telling me, you know, hey, you need to go to church. And she found this church. It was the first church that showed up on Google Maps, which. As you know, it normally doesn't show up on Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's that's how I knew I knew it was God, you know, yeah, uh, setting that up. And I walked into the church, and I remember I was coming here, and I was closed off. I was like, man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, talk to people. I'm just gonna show up and uh, and you know play the role, you know, the Sunday Christian. Yeah. And uh, literally, the moment service ended, <laughs> I think God knew my heart. God knew I didn't want to talk to nobody. I I was trying to run out of there. And uh, one of the brothers here, um, he had reached out to me. He he came up and you know, what's your name? What you know? What do you what are you here uh, to do? And I was talking to him about football. And then uh, Doctor Greg, our pastor, uh, showed up too, talking about <laughs> do you play quarterback? And I was like, man, these people are friendly. You know, I had never felt that warmth before. Yeah. And then I met Brian, who was the campus minister at the time, and. Um, started studying the Bible with him and, you know, through studying the Bible, I realized, you know, that, that, that emptiness I was feeling, you know, cause I felt like I failed my family with not protecting my mom and, and losing people in my life. So I felt, I didn't feel like a man, you know, I felt purposeless and Jesus gave me that, that worth and that purpose again, you know, looking at, at how he valued me and how he saw me, that love he has for me. That's what really captured my heart. And then I got baptized, man. I've been yeah. a disciple now for about two years, almost yeah, almost two years, man. Coming up in, in yeah, April, it's almost two years. So I remember. I record that, man. I said, I said, <laughs> all the way. <laughs> all the way. So, yeah, man, uh, it's been a journey. It really has. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, so, you know, you talked a lot about, like, the, the drinking and, and smoking and everything. What was it like for you, like, transitioning from, you know, being this worldly person to being a Christian in the kingdom? What was that like for you? Yeah, um, honestly... It was 
it was definitely a big struggle in the beginning, man. Just like even like the first couple of times I was coming to church, I was still like drinking like the first couple of times. But um, yeah, it was that time where I really blacked out yeah. and I came. I, bro, I literally came to church hung over. Yeah. And I was just, bro, I was like, man, what am I doing here? Like, I'm over here coming to the house of the <laughs> Lord. And I'm over here, <laughs> you know, like drunk, like, like all hungover, bro. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, man, after that, it's just, you start to see when you get into around these people, you're just like, okay, this, this don't hit the same. Like, this does not, it don't feel like, like, why are y'all doing this? It doesn't give you joy. Because mm-hmm. when I was coming to church, when I was getting time with all these brothers, bro, I was like, now nah, this, this is this gets me filled with like love yeah you know so it was it was definitely a challenge man you know especially with like cussing i remember when i first (laughs) when i first came to church i was throwing the s bombs and and all this and i was like oh man i'm sorry i didn't mean to cuss but (laughs) you know uh after a while you just start to like train your tongue to like okay you probably shouldn't say you just feel convicted by the holy spirit honestly it's like james man taming your tongue (laughs) yep exactly man so i was (laughs) i had to really tame my tongue i'm gonna be honest with you but yeah, man. And then the drinking after that, I, after I got hung over, I never did that stuff again, man. Like once or twice, I'll probably drink like one beer, but I'll never get like that ever again, man. That's over. That's that's done. Yeah. Smoking, man. It was. I think that was probably like my hardest, just because you know it was something I was doing like three times a day, man. Like I was I was smoking a lot, and then you know having to just stop all of a sudden. Yeah. Definitely put a toll on me. Just, even till this day, man. There's sometimes where I have like the urge, like man. I, smoking would be pretty cool right now but you know it's not worth it because i already know it doesn't fill me with anything it doesn't give me it just gives me temporary like pleasure you know it gives me temporary satisfaction but you know god gives us eternal satisfaction so yeah you know i'm not really tripping off that no more but it was definitely hard man because it's like a whole different it's a whole different lifestyle bro yeah. <laughs> such a different lifestyle you know um because you're, you're going you're literally going one way and just making a whole 180 turn right, right. the other way. So it can it can get so difficult, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I could remember, man. You know, what about you, though? Like, what was there anything like specific that was kind of hard for you to, like, transition to? Or You know, it's interesting with me because even though I wasn't a Christian my whole life, I never got into smoking or drinking. Yeah. And I think it's just, like, because of the way I was raised and everything. I mean, my dad was always telling me, like, just stay away from that stuff, bro. And I really trusted my dad, so you know I appreciate my dad for doing that yeah, for definitely. me because I'm glad I didn't have to overcome that as a Christian. So like that aspect of it never was really a big factor for me. I'd say it was a lot of internal stuff, yeah. which almost in a sense, and when you think about it, it's like <laughs> even even worse because that's coming from the heart, you know, like my pride. I mean, man, boy, <laughs> was I a prideful dude. I still am. You know, it's something that God's working on my heart on. Yeah. But, like, I mean, growing up and watching my dad, I loved my dad, you know. I still didn't love. I, I love my dad. I love that guy, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to that, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, shout out to Don, man. We rock with you, man. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, I mean, uh, Jacob here was at my wedding, so he's able to meet my family. Um, so it was a great time in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> Yeah, Washington. Um, but, you know, so my dad was a big role model for me in my life. And I picked up a lot of the good things from him, but I also picked up some of the things that are not so great. You know, like the that kind of rough, tough mentality yeah. or no emotion, you know. And 
I kind of gained that pride. There's there's a good sense of pride where it's like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I, I was proud of my dad and, and who he was. But there's also that other type of pride where it's like, we're better than you kind of thing. And that's something I still fight through today. And yeah. it's a hard thing because it's it's from the heart. It's an, it's an internal thing, you know. It's not like a an easy, you know, quick fix, you know, like, oh, just stop doing this. No, you got to you got to heal your heart, you know. And that's only done through scripture. As we know. I mean, I think of uh, Romans 12:2, you know, be transformed by the renewal of your yeah. mind. It's a it's a renewing process constantly, you know. Like I said, I'm still struggling with it to this day. Um and it's a hard thing as a Christian because, you know, Jesus was so full of humility. <laughs> yeah. And uh I mean, think of Philippians 2, you know, he humbled himself to the point of death on a cross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's crazy humility. <laughs> <laughs> like, humbling yourself to the point of death. I think about if someone tests, like, my manhood, I'm ready to <laughs> fight, you know? And oh, man. But Jesus was just like, I don't know, man, it's unbelievable. It's not something that I can even comprehend sometimes, just the amount of humility Jesus had. And that's something that I... I constantly have to remind myself of, of who Jesus was and his humility. And it's not because, you know, sometimes I think we only see certain aspects of Jesus. We have to embody every aspect of yeah, him, you know. And pr- like I said, pride is, <laughs> man, that thing is, it has a hold of me sometimes. And, I, and I'm constantly fighting it. You know, you have to deny yourself constantly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I even... Yeah, I'm pretty prideful too. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, we that, both. That's why we named this thing the Sons of Thunder <laughs> podcast because you know James and John they were kind of those rough, angry, prideful dudes. So it fits yeah. us very well. It does. It yeah. does. But yeah, man, you know, just. But I think honestly, you came a long way, man. Cause when you first Thank came, you. I was like, oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely, I I've definitely seen the growth in you, man. But I, I mean, we that. both. We both are very powerful. But even, let me tell y'all, man, every time we play sports, like when we have our, like, volleyball games, (laughs) bro, like, I see this boy on the other side of the corner, and we're just, like, eyeing each other. Like, everybody else is just having fun, but me and you are like, yeah. It's more than a game to us. It's more than a game to us, bro. It's life. It is, man. (laughs) It is, though, because I I love being competitive, but, I mean, it kind of ruins the fun for everybody because we're over here, like, it's it's hard. What are you doing? <laughs> it's hard being a competitive athlete as a Christian. That's yeah. what I've learned. Because um, I've been an athlete my whole life. And I know you've played sports pretty much your whole life as well, yeah. right? You know, basketball and, and football and whatnot. So you understand as well as me that being a competitive athlete and being a Christian is not an easy task. Because yeah. you have to, to, like, you know, be the dominant <laughs> athlete on the field, but you're also representing Christ. Yep. And uh, I think me and you had our fair share of... Uh, of you know, we started to get hot at each other. <laughs> no, but we, we get, get so mad at each other. You know, <laughs> like but even, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, even even when I was playing in the basketball tournament for the church league, man, yeah. I was getting so mad because we were getting scored on. And then, you know, our, our our youth pastor was over here like, Jacob, you need to sit down. Because I was getting so <laughs> angry. I'm like, dang, bro, I need to I need to stop. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, because <laughs> your brain. And your mind automatically go to a certain state when you get yeah. to something like sports. So representing Christ in a sport is not always easy. Yeah, definitely. That's why I admire people. Um, so as you guys know, based off of our announcement, we're going to incorporate sports a lot. So if you're wondering why are these guys talking about sports so much, it's because we're kind of incorporating sports into this podcast. But it's a faith aspect of it. So 
Um, but what I was going to say is, like, I, I admire guys like Brock Purdy and C.J. Stroud who are always claiming Christ um, yeah. out on the field and, and in press conferences and stuff because those guys are warriors. You know, they're, they're, they're football players who are in a very competitive league and they're honoring Christ every day. Yeah, so, you know, they're given the platform. Yeah. You know, they're given the platform and they're taking advantage of the platform they have. They know they have a, an audience of like a million people. Yeah. It's like that's someone that's going to be bold for Christ right there because, you know, it's so easy, especially when you're, you know, you're wealthy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So easy to just get pulled away from like people just telling you, oh, you probably shouldn't mention <laughs> that because you'll get more money, you know. But yeah. but the fact that they're that's their first initial thing is like, oh, you know, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then they share a little nugget of the gospel and it's like, OK, yeah, now that's that's someone who is a, a fool for Christ. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, another guy, I think his name is Demario Davis. I think mm-hmm. he's on the Saints. I think he's a linebacker or something. I might be saying his name wrong, so please forgive me if I have the wrong name. But um, I saw this video of him. Um, he had a press conference, and he literally shared, like, a, a short sermon in the press yeah. conference. And I was I was inspired by that because, you know, those press conferences, I, I can imagine it's pretty intimidating. you got a bunch of people with these recorders in their hands from big um, sports analysts, you know, yeah. uh, companies like ESPN and, and – uh, you know, House of Highlights, like those types of places where they're asking questions, Sports Center, you know, and your first thought is to share the gospel or share about Christ. Like, that's pretty impressive, you know, because yeah. I know me, I might, I, hey, if I get to that point, which, hey, we'll see, we'll see if I can <laughs> we'll make it to the league someday. But yeah. if I get to that point, man, I know I'm going to have to really train my mind and and always honor Christ first because, yeah, you know, you can get, you can freeze up and, and think it's about you. It's not about, yeah. it's not about us. You know, it's about God giving mm-hmm. the glory to him, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, man. So we got went off on a little tangent there. But yeah, I we mean, did, but amen. You know, I mean, you know, that was, that was good. I, I'm glad we got to share that a little bit, but yeah. So to make it a uh, easy sentence, pride was my biggest difficulty transitioning, you know, just like who I was on the inside. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest challenge transitioning. Because especially when you're um, trying to represent Christ to people after you become a Christian, it's like you you can no longer let those qualities outshine the qualities of Christ in you because yeah. then people are going to be like, hey, you know, is this what Jesus is like? And, uh, you know, you don't want to play Christ improperly. I saw, um, I saw a video and I forgot his name. Man, I wish I could remember names better. But I think he was a pastor or a minister of some sort and he was saying you know when when uh someone plays a character improperly in like a musical or something who do you blame you know do you blame the actual character they're playing or do you blame the actor it's like well you blame the actor because they did the wrong thing Mm -hmm. i think he was saying like beethoven or something like when someone's playing beethoven on the piano if they play it improperly you're not blaming beethoven but beethoven already did it the right way yeah you're blaming the person that's playing it and he was saying you know, when someone plays Christ improperly, you don't blame Christ. You blame the person yep. that's playing Christ. And so that's why it's like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was a struggle because I knew I had to play Christ the right way because, you know, he, um, <coughs> he was perfect. He was humble. He was loving. He's compassionate. I mean, he had the heart of God. Yeah. He, he is God. And it's a big role to play when you're playing God. And especially like, you know. Even though Jesus would had these amazing qualities, man, it was crazy because it's like he didn't know wrong, but yet he was hated yeah. by so many people. You know, like we lose a lot of people just because 
of our faith and stuff just trying to imitate christ because it makes people angry and, and it sucks but i mean that's what scripture is you know like people are gonna hate us because of him yeah but i mean i'd rather live that lifestyle than to just be loved by the world yeah you know? definitely i agree with that man speaking of being loved by the world <laughs> i got another question for you yeah so when we think about like friendships and everything you know because obviously that changes how did the dynamic of like your friendships in the world change after becoming a christian because uh, i'd imagine it was pretty <laughs> difficult considering i mean the crowd you were probably around how did that dynamic change for you man it's it definitely hurts that i lost a good amount of friends yeah you know i at this group man that these guys were my my brothers man they still are my brothers man i still think of them every single day yeah um <clears throat> but you know we just live different lifestyles unfortunately you know like I'm living more for the God, you know, they're more, you know, going out there, just doing their own thing, you know, I'm not going to hate on them for it. Yeah. You know, they haven't really experienced uh, the love of God yet, and I hope they do, but I pray they do, Definitely. honestly, bro, but, um, I mean, I still have a couple friends that are like my brothers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we both are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we already know who, but. <laughs> hey, he knows who we're He knows about. who, you know who you is, you, bro, man. but, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm glad I still have some of those friends that I'm still close with, but. Man, I lost a lot of friends because I, I just yeah. don't connect with them anymore. Like, the things that they were doing, it just wasn't interesting to me because I'm like, bro, this is not, I'm not getting close to God. I'm getting close to yeah. the world when I was doing these things, man. Like, I remember I used to live at this house, man, with my boy, and um, they would have these parties. And I started to realize at that time, I was like, okay, you know, like, this is not the lifestyle I want to live, bro. Because I would literally go upstairs, and they're over here having the function downstairs, and yeah. I'm just in my room and i'll have my bible or i'll just start praying like god like i just uh, i please save these people you know like i'm yeah i don't want to be rude and disrespectful because they're hosting this like party mm-hmm. but it's like bro it just wasn't interesting to me anymore i used to love that stuff man. i used to love going to parties and drinking yeah. and all that but once you start to see it bro it's just like man you really do lose these friendships because of jesus because you love jesus you know yeah and i I, I it sucks I lost them man. I really wish they would find the way to God, but man, I'm that's just the lifestyle of following Jesus, man. Yeah, you have yeah. to expect it. You gotta you gotta understand, man, you're going to lose friends yeah following Jesus and that's okay because you know at the end of the day, it doesn't mean you get to, you know, cut them off out of your life and we still have a job, we still have to plant seeds. Yeah, we still definitely. have to Yeah. And like I think it was in uh I think it was in First Corinthians, right? When he started talking about uh planting yeah i believe it's in first corinthians oh yeah i'm literally right, oh, here right here too there. that's crazy Let's check it out yeah like you know first corinthians 3 you know when they're talking about how the the people in the church are over here like oh i follow paul or i follow apollos yeah but it's like but paul's saying like man no like don't say you follow me but you gotta follow god god is the one who does these things i can only plant the seed mm-hmm. apollos can only um water the seed but ultimately it's god who grows the seed yeah you know so i have i had to understand that like man okay like i can spread the gospel as much i can say everything about jesus to these guys but it's not my job to grow it for them yeah. you know all i could do is plant and water it for them but at the end of the day man it's up to them yeah. it's unfortunately man some of them think like i'm in a cult or something but <laughs> it sucks man it really does suck that they yeah. uh view me as that but man i'm I'm just doing, I'm just a fool for Christ, bro. Even it says right here in, in 1 Corinthians 
4 as well, you know, it says we are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. Mm. You are honored. We are dishonored. All right. So I love right. that because it's like, yo, yeah. I'd rather be a fool for Christ than be a fool for the world, bro. Uh, Honestly. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. And I'm, I, I love those guys, man. I really wish them the best, man. I really hope they find their way to Christ. Yeah. But I'm never, I'm not going to act differently from them. I'm not going to, you know, try to, uh, force it on them you know like yeah all i can do is just spread the message man so yeah. i love those guys bro i really pray that they find their way but you know that's just part of the lifestyle being you know a christ follower yeah so, you know what about you man how about I, i'm pretty <laughs> sure you know football and everything you got some oh, friends that yeah. are like wicked <laughs> oh trust me i mean so i'll share about my friends previously and then i'll share about like what it's like right now on the football team so, I mean, uh, yeah, I lost a lot of connections um, that I had through high school. I mean, because uh, moving here, so for those of you who don't know, I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, or Burien, which is right underneath Seattle. It's a small little town beneath Seattle. Um, but I went to high school there, and then I moved here for college, which we're in the Antelope Valley. Um, <laughs> so... You know, uh, transitioning from high school to college, I mean, that already makes it difficult to keep those friendships because you are so far apart and you lose a little bit of contact, but you still want to mm. keep in contact. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then transitioning to becoming a Christian and living for God, that made it even more difficult because, um, you know, some some people just didn't understand it too. You know, they, they're talking about like, I don't understand why you... Uh, don't have time to play video games as much anymore or talk on the phone as much anymore. It's not even that. It's just like I I wasn't as available to do the things that they wanted to because I was I was focused on what I needed to do for God, you know? Yeah. And I still like like you were saying, I still love them and I still want to keep that relationship with them. It doesn't mean that I'm like, you know, just casting them out and saying, I don't want you in my life. But I think it's like they make the choice you know it's like can you if you don't want to respect like what i'm doing with god then i don't know what to tell you yeah. i'll always love them and and want to have a relationship with them but if they don't want to have that relationship that's that's their choice you know and that was a hard thing to accept but you know it it just is necessary because i'm not here to please you know man i'm here to please god and um Man, I wish I remembered the um, the book it's in. But there's a scripture that says, you know, you're you're gonna lose the praises of man in order to gain the praises of God. And I really wish I remembered the the specific man, man. scripture. But we're not perfect. At least we know we're yeah we're being honest. <laughs> but it's it's in the it's in the Bible. I promise. <laughs> Search it up. Um, and I really do feel that because I'm now transition into where I'm at now. I um for those of you who don't know I play college football. I play at AVC um on the football team and uh a lot of my teammates don't understand my lifestyle. Um like they always ask me so they call me Piper or they call me uh Pastor Piper. <laughs> <laughs> um they they're like Piper, why don't you cuss? Why don't you cuss, man? And I tell them, "Hey man, cuz you know, so that's what scripture says and I want to honor God. 
And they go, okay, I want to honor God too, but I can still cut. And that's when I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's different <laughs> convictions with that, but yeah. I, I go off of James taming the tongue. And yeah. um, when Paul says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Yeah. You know, like, it, so that's one example. And then also, like, going to church as much as I do, you know, I, I don't just go on Sundays. <laughs> I mean... I mean, we both do because we're both part of the same church, but we meet on Wednesdays yeah. um, for our midweek service, and then we also meet on Fridays for our Devo and stuff like that. And then I'm also hanging out with you guys outside of that as well. I mean, we're both yeah. in ministry now, so we got, we have no choice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but b- regardless of ministry, we still were like that anyways because yeah. we love being with the people of God. Yeah. It, it fills you up. And so they were like, dude, why are you going to church on a Wednesday night? Why are you going on a Friday night, bro? Let's go Let's go party, bro. Let's go to a party. And I'm like, sorry, man. I'm going to church. <laughs> because I knew where I belonged. And that's with God in the house of God with his people. Um, and they didn't understand that, which is okay. Because I can't expect them to understand that. Because, you know, when you're in the world, uh, I mean, me and you both know when we first were introduced to God, it's kind of like a, what? You're, yeah. you're iffy about it. Mm. But... Being in the world and then transitioning to that, I understood that like, you know, it no, it's not going to be an easy uh, process of understanding it. You know, I I have people that do understand that that respect me. They're like, yeah, man, I respect what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm just not doing it. Which I love those people because it's like I appreciate that they respect that I'm following God, and I wish that they would follow God too. But you know. I can only do so much, like you were saying. We can only plant the seed and try to water it, but ultimately yeah. it's up to them and God. Um, but, yeah, on the football team, it can be tough because I'm surrounded by <laughs> a lot of different aspects of yeah. um, of life. You know, people come from different backgrounds and they believe different things. And, you know, I got to I gotta guard <laughs> my heart. <laughs> yeah, you do. But I love those dudes. I mean, I mean, they're my they're my brother's. You know, uh, on a football team, it's a different type of bond because you're yeah. putting your body on the line for these guys. So even though they don't have the same beliefs as me, I love those dudes. Yeah, definitely. You know? And, I mean, that's what Christ calls us to do, love one another as as he has loved us. So regardless of what they believe or what they do on their free time, I love them because those are my brothers, man. And I've built a lot of awesome relationships on the football team. And it's different because I'm playing junior college football, so it goes fast. It's two years and you're gone most of the time. So it's hard to build those relationships. But I still have, and it's been awesome. So, yeah, yeah, man, that's just a little bit about the dynamics um, yeah. for me. It's um, crazy because, yeah. like, I even get asked, like, especially at work, man, like, I be getting asked, oh, like, why don't you cuss? And I'm like, well, <laughs> brother, um, that's just what Jesus. I don't think that's something Jesus would do. You know, like, yeah, you're not gonna be seeing Jesus throw an f bomb. You know, like, yeah. And what what the re like? I know people have different convictions, man, but the way I see it, bro, is like, you know they're literally labeled as bad words god is not bad yeah. jesus is not bad yeah. jesus would even be close to what a bad a word of that's bad yeah you know so you wouldn't expect that to come out of jesus mouth mm-hmm. that's the reason like i don't say those things because it's like <clears throat> you know like jesus is not close to she's not he doesn't even get near bad yeah. so why would jesus even you know allow bad words to come out of our mouth when it's labeled as bad mouths in uh, bad words into our generation and stuff oh, so yeah, so it's definitely something i I have to like always explain and stuff, man. It's funny though, cause sometimes they try to like, they're like, "Bro, please, I'll I'll give you, a, oh, I'll give you a dollar." Me. Trust <laughs> me, I've had that same situation. They're like, they're like, "Bro, just say it one time, bro. Like, guys, <laughs> God's not gonna condemn you for one time." But to me, it's not yeah. about that. It's about having integrity. 
Yeah. And standing firm in my convictions. Exactly. And I'm sure it's the same for you. I mean, the, just do it one time, bro. Just do it one time. <laughs> I'm like, bro, get out of here, bro. <laughs> like, I don't want no, none of that mess, no, you know? definitely, bro. But at the same time, though, what I've noticed, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but they respect me mm-hmm. because of my integrity. Yeah. And my, my um, just my, I don't know what you would call it. Um, yeah. My no. firm convictions, I guess, you know? I, like, yeah, you know? I can agree on that so for like, sure. Dang, you're like, oh, okay, you're really serious about that. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> no, exactly, because it's like, even when, um, you know, there's a lot, there's a couple people at work that really respect me because they're like, dang, bro, like, you really don't change, you know, you don't, you don't let these things get into your, your mind, you don't change up, and it's just because, like, bro, it's like, like you said, bro, we have firm convictions, Yeah. you know, and every time, like, I, like, like I was talking about yesterday, you know, like, um, yeah, we have a platform. Yeah. Or two days ago, actually. You have a platform, and we have to take advantage of that platform. You know, everywhere we are, it's like a job or, or school or anywhere you're at, but we have to take advantage oh, you got to, man. of our platform. We have to share the gospel. We have to shed that light that that God, you know, gave us to to yeah. be that light, you know? So, you know, we're over here cussing and everything and just being exactly yeah. what the world is. We're not going to see who Jesus is. I so agree. I definitely... I definitely can relate to that, bro, because yeah. it can be, it gets annoying, though, sometimes, and they're just like, come on, please, please, <laughs> and then, then they're just salivating, like, yeah. they're, they're, <laughs> and, you know, to be completely vulnerable, sometimes there is that temptation to, to want to <laughs> do it, because, <laughs> I mean, me, I, I don't know about you, but when I was <laughs> not a Christian, I cussed like a sailor. <laughs> oh, man, me too. <laughs> and, that, I mean, that's, I got that from my dad, too, that's another thing I got from my dad, but, honestly, you know. It is what it is, man. You know, you, yeah. you pick up certain things, um, but yeah. When I was when I was not a Christian, I was cussing like a sailor, man. Yeah. A- and I mean, you know, that's kind of the culture in high school, oh, um, yeah. especially with the younger generation. It's like once you once you discover cussing, it's like there's no going back. You know. Not exactly. But it takes something like Christ to transform you in that sense. Yeah, it's crazy because it's like, you know. um, it's crazy how just like other people really like you can honestly see sometimes the enemy working through people yeah. to try to like distract you from God or like yeah. um even through social media especially social media, man. The enemy really tries to Yeah, I mean and especially if you're a over. new Christian, if you're really trying to figure out how it is to walk with God, man, like you gotta have that screen time limit on social media because bro, there's so many bad influences yeah on social media, you know. So that's why I'm really excited to even talk about this topic. Cause it's like there's yeah. so much going into like life as a christian you know that's that's part of the reason why we started this podcast was we want to change the dynamic of social media and and use what satan uses for evil use it for good for god for god's glory that's why we're doing this podcast that's Mm -hmm. why we created those social media pages because we want to reach the younger generation and let them know about christ you know yeah and i think that you know we can really make a difference through how God uses social media as mm, Christians because um, through whatever it is, TikTok, Instagram, you know, Spotify, like how we're going to do or YouTube. I mean, you can really make an impact and share the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to be careful because, you know, there can be a lot of attacks from people. Some people oh, don't yeah. respond well and uh, oh, yeah. it can be a dangerous place, you know, but you just yeah. have to guard your heart, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's so many false doctrine. Oh, definitely. Out there, man, like, people would just say anything for clicks and yeah, likes. Prosperity gospel kind of thing. Yeah, and it's and just, come on, man, like, what's true is the word of God, man, not yeah. opinions, not other people's thoughts. 
it's like whatever the word of God is saying, man. And some people kind of like also misinterpret the Bible sometimes too. Yeah, man. it happens. But, yeah. But sometimes, man, we just we just really don't know. Sometimes it's like the Spirit will reveal what's true or not, you know. But man, you know, just doing this, I'm really excited for this podcast, man. Because like the yeah. goal is to obviously, you know, trying to help others kind of relate to what we go through as Christians, you know. Yeah. Especially with this first episode being life as a Christian, man. Especially to those who are like figuring out. Yeah. The lifestyle of like, man, like, how do I even start? You know, how do I even get to like even going to church or, yeah. you know, what what do I need to do to become a Christian? Like, how do I get close with God? It's like, man, they, <laughs> well, the first step is <laughs> right over here. It's right here, baby. The word Go of God. On. And I would advise you guys not to read Genesis 1. Oh, you know from I mean? the beginning? Yeah, I've tried that. Well, oh, man, I, I think it's, you have to understand the New Testament and Jesus before yeah. you kind of try to understand the Old Testament, but it just depends. I was going to say something. You know, you were saying about um, kind of what we're doing with this podcast. I just want to say this is all God, man. I mean, look at this. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we got we got a nice backdrop going. We got our, I mean, our church allowed us to be here and, and use this space. We have really awesome equipment. I mean, look at these. We got these camera angles. We got one, two three yeah so like this is god (coughs) definitely man you know this is not anything that we did yeah this is just god i mean orchestrating something amazing and i hope it can continue to be amazing Uh, definitely man you know just seeing how god aligned all this to happen i mean we (laughs) just a little uh like (laughs) background we were stressing today we almost didn't get to record this because uh some of the equipment we needed would required a hard drive so I I booked it over the Best Buy <laughs> and I grabbed a hard drive before this. So just to be uh, transparent with you guys, I mean, this is not like a, you know, oh my gosh, we have all this, you know, figured out. We're we're figuring this Man, out as we go, but like, we just wanted to get this yeah, on there definitely. to to you know make a difference. Yeah, exactly. The purpose, yeah, like equipment will change eventually. Yeah, we'll have but, changes um, and stuff. You know, the purpose of this podcast, man, is just to really touch people's lives. You know, as a Christian, those wanting to become closer to god and you know it's two brothers man we we know <laughs> yeah. we've we've been we've had really really rough lives really yeah. hard lives and you know i just want to be able to connect with even if it's just one person we have to connect with yeah you know i don't care if this thing it's one view we're still yeah. gonna post episodes like if it if that one view is someone that's being touched by god man that then that's what we do it for that's yeah. who we do it for for that one viewer man so yeah definitely mm. no yeah man i mean it's uh it's pretty surreal because i mean like i like we said at the beginning we were talking about this for what like three four months yeah we even <laughs> fun fact we tried to do a podcast uh what was it in 2022 <laughs> yeah uh, last was it yeah two years it was ago it was two years we ago it flopped it flopped immediately just, i just think we just didn't have the right um equipment and, and we had six people that was yeah, just, it was it was just, too it was just kind of a mess but I'm glad we we uh, followed through with this. I think it really is something that God put on our hearts. Yeah, and it's apparent because like, if this wasn't from God, I don't think any of this would be able to to mm-hmm. happen right now. Like just the people that have supported this and everything. Oh, definitely, man. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy just seeing how everything has unfolded. Um, just to close out with one one last question, man. Um. What are some of the challenges um, that you faced trying to be just set apart from the world as a Christian? Mm. Yeah, bro. One of the biggest 
challenges I really had to face was just like you said from set apart from the world or yeah just like you know because as Christians we got to be you know different from the world I mean we got to really um, set ourselves apart from how the world does things we got to do it how Christ does it you know how how scripture talks about so how what are like some of the challenges or just maybe uh, roadblocks that you've had to get past in order to really be set <laughs> apart from the world um i gotta say man you know we have the platform <clears throat> given to us and i think the hardest part doing that is like when you've lived like i became a christian two years three years ago actually yeah you know three years ago and like the other 20 years was straight li- i mean besides being a baby but <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying like probably like the 15 16 years i, I was living wild you yeah. know especially my teen years and my early like yeah honestly my late teens yeah and so you have that you've had that lifestyle stuck for so so long so when you're trying to use that platform to be christ-like bro it's so hard to like okay bro i cannot (laughs) i cannot talk smack about this certain things i can't i can't be rude i can't say the first thing that comes into my mind yeah you know um and especially man like when you do something good in your life it's so easy to boast about what you did yeah. And boast about yourself and like, man, I got here. I did this because of me, you yeah. know. And you had to switch your your mindset to like, no, God got me here. Yeah. You know, like that that thought I had, at, you know, at midweek and stuff, it was like, don't boast where, um, don't boast about how you got to where you wanted to be, but boast how God got you where you needed to be. Yeah. And I think that's something that you have to really switch your mindset to where it's like, it's not about you. You know, yeah. it's not about me about god yeah you know and the only way i'm going to get through these roadblocks of being set apart is having god with me and staying true to scripture like staying like reading every single day yeah you know um but honestly but i think one of like the hardest things for me bro was just like caring for others before myself yeah well that was so hard i've been so like i've i've been someone who only looked for their own gain yeah. you know i've only been someone that was i was a manipulator back then bro yeah especially to a lot of people in my life in the past you know um some of the girls i've manipulated and it's it's unfortunate that that's who i was as a person yeah but i had to learn man like i can't do things for my own gain like yeah christ was someone who said to love one another before yourselves to love one another as he has loved us so i had to really change that man i started to just make that a priority in my Christian walk, like, okay, like, how am I going to make this person my part? Like, how am I going to help him feel loved? Yeah. yeah. So it was very hard, bro. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was really tough. I bet. Because I've bet. always been so, so selfish. Yeah. But, you know, just reading through scripture, man, you're just like, man, like, you want to be just like Jesus. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know what you get with it, you know? Like, you feel loved. You really, like, and especially when you do the nice things for people, you feel like, oh, man, God... I like I feel God's love. Yeah. Like when you do an act of what Jesus do, you definitely feel the love of God inside you. Cause you're just like, man, like <laughs> I feel great, bro. Like I just I just help this person feel like encouraged, you know. Especially yeah. trying to encourage other people. I was like when I first became a Christian, I was over here seeking for people to just encourage me myself. Yeah. But I never went out of my way to like encourage others. Yeah. But once I started doing that, man, it was <clears throat> it was definitely a heavy roadblock to be unselfish. And I think I've really worked on that 
definitely, man. Like I make sure, you know, the people in our ministry um, are taken care of and making sure they love, man. You know, I, we joke a lot with these guys. We, we kind of talk smack, but that's just our love language. You know, yeah, that's how we are with each other. We just like to mess with each other. Yeah, we just like to mess with each other, honestly. But, you know, just seeing how much God has changed me yeah. from when I first was selfish to not being unselfish, man, that's really God just changing my heart and convicting my heart to start loving others before myself, man. So I would say that's probably the most thing that's got me, like, <laughs> that was the heaviest roadblock, bro. I could not get through it for so long yeah. until recently, man. So definitely just being unselfish. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a hard one. I mean, what about you, bro? Like, I'm pretty sure there is. There's had to be something that got to you where you're like, no, no, it was easy. Oh, my fault. I know what podcast in it, honestly. <laughs> um, man, uh, some of the challenges being set apart. I think it was um, giving up the idea um, that it's a it, that I need to receive the glory, especially with football. I mean, man, my, my so my motives to make it to the NFL have changed a lot. Yeah. Before, my motives uh, to try and make it to the NFL was like, I want to be the the best ever. I want everyone to recognize that I'm a beast. I'm, I'm like I, I dominate kind of thing, yeah. and I just wanted the glory. I wanted the fame of being at the NFL. Now, I've like really switched my motives trying to make it to the NFL being a Christian like now it's about I want to make it there so I can have a platform to spread the gospel and also people are like oh you're going to make millions of dollars that's true 100% but those millions of dollars that I get I'm not going to be going out buying Lamborghinis, chains, mansions yeah. I want to use that money to help people I want to help my family out, uh, like my mom and my dad. I mean, they sacrificed so much yeah. to allow me to, to play football and everything like that. And they went through so much hardship and everything. I want to take care of them. And then I want to take care of people who are hurting, man. You know, there's a lot of people that are just in terrible situations, man. And I feel for them because I can't say that I fully relate to all those situations, but there's many situations that I've you know, related to with abuse and, and drug use and whatnot, like seeing it, you know, first, first person view right there in front of me. Like I, I saw mm-hmm. it for myself. And so I want to use that money, that platform to change people's lives, you know, and that's been the hardest thing is changing my heart to fully um, embrace that. Like as, as a disciple, as a Christian, like I, I really want to use my platform to change people's lives. But before it was about the fame. You know, I want to feel like, hey, look at that guy. That's Riley Piper, NFL quarterback. Now I'm not going to be a quarterback because I'm a right yeah. tackle now. <laughs> That's another thing that, that was crazy for me to accept was changing that. But, um, yeah, man, I'd say just, uh, just changing my mindset of it being about me to it being about God. So... Well, Jacob, it has been a pleasure, brother, yeah, uh, yes, doing man. this episode with you. Um, to whoever is going to listen to this or take a look at this, we really appreciate you uh, stopping in and listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be more episodes. Don't worry. This yeah. is not a one-and-done thing. <laughs> um, this is something that's going to grow. We're going to continue to improve.